Welcome back to the next, and I am so excited because this morning has been not <laughs> the most perfect morning, and I know every time we have Eddie James back here on the podcast, oh my we gosh. are going to see breakthrough in the name of Jesus. It is, <laughs> it's going to be so powerful. So, Eddie, yeah. I hope you had a good morning this morning because I'll tell you what, I'm going to be honest, I woke up not feeling it today. Now, I think yeah. half of that was because I have a massive bruise on my butt from ice skating because Eric tried to kill me. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh-huh. So I, I, I truly believe that's half of the reason. But I woke up and the Holy Spirit said to me, is like, Jordan, today is going to be a day you test your consistency. Yeah. And even when you're not, so good. Even when you're not on that emotional and spiritual high, I need you to be consistent because there are yeah. people out there that you have to reach. So I did yeah. not feel like doing this today. But this is exactly what needs to happen today. Come on. So man. we want to Come welcome on. you back to the show. We are <laughs> so excited to have you, and Super I hope you're having fun. a fantastic morning. I'm having a great day. Uh, I can understand the kind of the uh, challenges that yeah. could go with today. I've had a few of those myself already this morning. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is the day the Lord has made, and we will Amen. rejoice yeah. and be Amen. glad in it. Amen. 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 Yeah. All right. Well. Amen. I, I'm so pumped, too, that we have some of your team with us. Like, Samuel and Scotty, I'm so, we're so glad to have you guys here as well. It's going to be fantastic. But we're going to get to them in a second. Eddie, <laughs> I want to tell you a story, and I'm, I'm going to try and not cry through it, so you're going to have to just bear with me. <laughs> sure. When you were here a couple of weeks ago, and we, f- we filmed our first episode, you were the first guest we ever had on the podcast. We had done an episode with us by ourselves. You were the first guest we had, and you started something. And um, the, the testimonies we've had come back from that, I never, I never even dreamed We'd, we'd see anything like it. I'd never dreamed wow. we'd get the response we, we got. And I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried reading these texts that we got back from people, giving light to where there was just darkness, giving hope to those who had no hope. Man. And um, the thing that stuck out to me the most, I was driving to work. I was driving to work the one day and I, was, I looked down at my phone. My phone went off and I was just, I was just talking to the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, God, I want to go to the next level. Like I've seen Eddie James's heart. I've seen other people's hearts. I want to go to that next level. And God's like, I need to build your faith. Mm. And I asked him, like, how do you, how do I build faith? He's like, it's the testimony. The power of testimony is what's going to build your faith. So I said, okay, God, well, I'm ready when you are. And I looked down and my phone had gone off and I'd gotten a text from someone, a friend of a very good close friend of mine. She was here and she listened to every word you said during the podcast and said, Eddie James chose to restore his relationship with his father and he chose life over death in that relationship. Hmm. And I've decided today I want to do the same thing. <laughs> Come on. And I, and I pulled my car over cause I can't cry and drive at the same time. Right. <laughs> and I sat there and I, and I just wept and I said like, God, this is the start of revival. This is how we, this is how we see revival start. And, and the Lord began wow. to speak to me and, and I just, at, I, I spent that entire afternoon in the presence of the Lord. It was like he walked throughout the house with me, just talking and showing me things about other people's lives that I needed to impact. And it was the most amazing experience. And then I went home and I had to go and I was, there was someone God gave me on my heart to go find in, in, a, in a Starbucks. And I went, I went to go find that person, but I stopped at home to get showered first. And as I walked into the house, my piece was stolen. 
and immediately my piece was stolen. The family was doing everything and you know, you know, my dad, my mom and everyone stressing about broadcasting stuff and it was just, it was an absolute mess. And immediately I felt like someone just grabbed my piece and threw it away and said, mm. no, you don't get to keep this now. And I said, oh my word. <laughs> I said, oh my word, I can't believe I'm about to go do something that God's given me to do. But I can't do it now because I can't hear the voice of the Lord. Right, right. And wow. I and I got in my car and I said goodbye to the family. I said, I cannot be here. I'm showering and I'm getting out of here because I need to get my peace back. And I got in my car, I put worship music on, start singing in the spirit, start praying in the spirit. Nothing is restoring my peace. And I'm like, and I cried out to the Lord. I said, God, you have to give me faith. I am terrified right now. How am I supposed to go to someone I don't know, go prophesy and say something over them? when I can't hear the voice of the Lord and my faith diminished and fear just overtook me completely. Hmm. And God reminded me, he's like, even when you're not feeling it, even when you can't be on the emotional high, you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. He said, I will build your faith. And the <laughs> next so moment good. my phone rang and it was the same person. And this, this girl who had just said the day before or the same day, I'm going to restore this relationship with my father, phone me. And immediately my first thought was like, I can't do this now. I can't talk to her now. I need to focus. I need to carry on praying. And something inside me, I let the phone ring like four or five times. And something inside of me said, just pick it up. Just pick it up. And I grabbed and I reached for my phone. And it was exactly what I needed to hear. <laughs> and I heard, I heard the words say, Jordan, I need to tell you something. I just got off the phone with my dad for the first time since he left like, I don't know, 10 years ago. And for the first time in my life, I heard him say, I love you. <laughs> and I watched driving up to Naples to go find someone in Starbucks to pray for. I watched a family restored in front of my own eyes. And I watched the start of revival. And the voice of the Lord spoke to me and just said, this is it. This is me. This is who I am. I'm here to restore. And, um, and yeah, and so I, I, I showed up to Starbucks I'm now I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up. Oh my gosh. Oh, I showed up to Starbucks and, and I, and I said, God, like, you're going to have to help me with this. Cause I don't know what to say. I don't know. I don't know how to just talk to a random stranger. I've never met before. I don't know how to share with them. I, I don't, I don't understand any of this. I'm still terrified, but inside me, I had so much faith because I thought if God can do what he did for me, he can do it for someone else. Yeah. And God did it again. He did it again for someone else who listened to the podcast. And I've been receiving testimonies the entire day, just bam, 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 of testimonies of how God moved just from our first podcast with you. Yeah. And I sat there and I said, God, I'm ready. Do it again. And I walked into the Starbucks and I panicked. And I said, God, you're going to have to tell me, how do I start this conversation? Because I don't know. I said, I'll open the conversation for you. And I walked in and I'd been crying the whole afternoon at this point. I was just, I was an absolute mess. Right. right. And even with my little shield of fear, I still, you could just see I was, I was crying. <laughs> and, um, and I walked in and I said, God, like, please help because I'm, I don't know what to say. And the guy looks at me. He's like, Hey buddy, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just been a, it's been a crazy day. He's like, Do you want to talk about it? And he opened the conversation for me. And so I said, you bet I want to talk about it. Let me tell you what happened today. The God I know just restored a family in front of my very eyes. And a friend of mine just spoke to her dad for the first time and heard the words, I love you, 
come out of his mouth. <laughs> wow. And God's moving in their family. The next day, the next day we went over, I saw her family restored, her relationship with her sister, her relationship with her mother, the entire family turned around. Now they were serving the Lord, some of them were serving the Lord already on fire for God, baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But the restoration took place that day. And the family restoration that you spoke about gave life wow. to another generation. And it's wow. just it's just started and the testimonies have continued to come in to the point where I can't I can't even get through all of them if I tried. <laughs> but <And laughs> like there was so much restoration and then on top of that, I had so many people reach out to me like hearing like at your weakest point, like where you just cried out to God and yeah. he showed up. I had people contacting me that was just it hit me so hard, like people saying I've been in such a bad place in my life and they're not necessarily even people that I thought would even listen to the podcast, but just people I reached out to that I grew up in school when I was living in the world, I sent it to, and they sat there and just cried out for God. Like, God, if you're real, if you are that powerful, show up. And he showed up for them. (laughs) (laughs) I had one guy tell me, he's like, God, I need to know you're real. Like, show me you're real. Like, I believe it, but show me. Entire campus lost power like that the second he asked. <laughs> oh, wow. he, and it just it just brings the dead to life. God just manifesting yeah, himself. He's just yeah. manifesting. When people are there, they're at their lowest point and there seems like there's no hope, he shows up. You know, I appreciate you all sharing this because sometimes you don't know why you go through what you go through. Yeah. You know, and you don't know how many people that's going to affect or impact. Uh, so everyone that's listening and to everyone whose family is being restored, share your story because perhaps God allowed you to go through that so that someone else can receive the healing God's given to you. Yeah. The healing that God's given to you, he'll give you the grace to release that to the, so, someone else. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, so, so those yeah. testimonies are so powerful. It makes everything I've gone through worth it all. Yeah, it's why like, that's I why we it do just for them. It's why we do what we do, and that's why I had this revelation last night about the power of the testimony because I never realized the word testimony in Hebrew literally translates to God do it again, God do it again. <laughs> wow! And and I wow. sat there, and I sat there, and I was like, <laughs> this is the most amazing thing. And a buddy of mine was talking to me about this and saying. Three things happen when you share testimonies. Three things happen because your testimony is a spirit. So when you give your testimony, you A, you release the spirit of that. Restoration, forgiveness, mm. healing. You, you release that spirit so that it can minister to others around you. Secondly, you release so the power of your own tongue, which has the power of a life and death. So you give that authority to your testimony <laughs> to go out and do what it's called to do. And finally you release God's word. Because remember, God has put us on this earth to prosper, to be in full health. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be healed. Mm. So you release God's word over people and God's word can never return void. So you do three things when you release the spirit of your testimony. And that's exactly what we wanted to do today. Yeah. That's exactly why we're here today. Today we <laughs> felt, and we titled, we titled this episode, we're going to call it Fanning the Flame. Yeah. Because yeah. we want... We want to fan the flame today, and we want to build people's faith. And there's no better way than building people's faith than yeah. with their testimony. J- Jordan and I had a whole plan for this whole podcast, and then it was and like last night, last night <laughs> it all changed. We're like, 
we had so much power in the testimony that you shared and so many lives changed through that. And we're like, Eddie's got a team coming and they have some powerful testimony. Yeah. So we, we needed to get them on. Yeah. And I'm so excited to have Scotty and Samuel here to share their testimonies as well. Like these, these guys' testimonies are so powerful. It's Jordan. just insane. Like we were, I mean, I've, I've heard it twice, twice, three times now, two or three times now. And I cry every time I right. just can't, yeah. it's, wow. it's absolutely wow. beautiful. <laughs> and, um, Yesterday on Sunday, you guys shared again, and it was it was incredible to hear again. So we we really want the listeners to be able to hear a little bit more about you. So um, we're gonna start with Scotty. Scotty, yeah, you want to say hi? Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna jump right into it. Uh, so growing up, I didn't have any kind of church background. Um, I just grew up in the world. Uh, so all I knew was you know, drugs and sex and alcohol and um, just what the world, you know, shapes us. And so that's all that I knew. And from 15 to 20, I was actually homeless. Um, You know, I moved out of my house, kind of got kicked out. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just a crazy situation. And at the time, I thought that's what I wanted because I looked at it as freedom. You know, I looked at it as, okay, I get to be on my own and I get to, you know, do whatever I want to do. But I didn't realize that, you know, my life was getting ready to fall apart and that I was going down this dark path because, like I said, I knew no other way. You know, this was all that I knew. And so I move out, I move in with a girlfriend. Um, and then from that, from there, the next five years, I just bounced around from place to place, living with this girlfriend, living with this friend, living with this uncle, living with this aunt. And it was just like, you know, I had no real purpose or identity. Um, I was just running around lost, just surviving. You know, I'd wear the same clothes, um, for days at a time, just because, you know, like I said, I was homeless. I wasn't necessarily under a bridge, um, but I would just, you know, bounce around. And somebody said it to me once, you know, they're like, oh, so you couch surf. And, you know, I never really looked at it from that aspect. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, that's what I do. Literally, is from one couch to the next couch and, you know, just friends looking out for me and family. And then, you know, I'd mess up and get kicked out or I couldn't stay there anymore. And I never really wanted to like wear out my welcome with anyone you know because nobody was really responsible for me you know and so yeah just that was my life for five years just drinking smoking partying running the streets and uh I remember right before I came into the ministry in the Eddie James Ministries I was on an acid trip uh with you know my best friend Grant and we're hanging out with these hippies and we're just doing acid and you know I've done all kinds of drugs I never really was an addict I never really got addicted but you know if the drug was there I just did it because you know I just I got high you know I got drunk yeah. and just was into that party lifestyle and so here I am, you know, I'm, I'm on this acid trip and I'm just like having the worst time ever, you know, because, I mean, it just gets crazy. And I remember like I always believed in God, you know, I always believed, OK, you know, God is real. God, he created us, uh, you know, Jesus is his son, but I never knew him and I never had a relationship with him. I never had any uh, growing up. You know, I didn't go to church. No one in my family is saved. And I'm still the first person to actually give my life to the Lord in my family. Um, And so I'm just like praying to God, you know, and I'm sure all of us have been there when you're in a tough spot and you're like, God, 
you know, if you save me, if you help me, if you please just do something, like, I will change, I'll leave all of this alone, you know, and so I'm in that moment, like, God, just please help me, you know, I'm tripping on this acid, I feel like I'm going crazy, and I felt like God was giving me a choice in that moment and was like, Scotty, you, you know, you say this prayer a lot, you know, or I hear this prayer a lot, like, I just want you to mean it, and you know, I felt like it was different because I was at this place in my life after living this way for five years, I really was done. You know, I was done being homeless. I was done running the streets. I didn't want to continue to live this way. You know, I'm thinking to myself, if I live another five years like this, I'll be 25. Another five years, I'll be 30, you know, and I don't want to be sleeping on someone's couch or, you know, living off of a girl. I want to have my own house. You know, I want to have my own couch. I want to have, you know, and be able to provide for myself. And I felt like God in that moment saw my heart and was like, okay, he's ready. He really means this. And so I had no idea that God was getting ready to come into my life and, you know, open this door. I've never heard the word ministry before I came to Eddie James Ministries. So I had no idea what I was even coming to. And I wasn't even coming to join the ministry. My friend's family wanted him to come, and I had convinced him to, you know, you know, just go and see what is there. You know, you got nothing to lose. He was running the streets as well, and so he comes into EJM, and it just so happened to be a opportunity for God to change my life through, you know, talking him into it, man, and, and it was just amazing, you know, and it's, it, it was a journey, um, I was in and out. I ran a lot. Um, and yeah, I just eventually laid my life down and, <laughs> and just said <laughs> yes on. to God. And now I'm living for him fully, you know. That's, so That's incredible. And I want to go off of what you said because I see that as a, just a true story of redemption. Yeah. I think that's an absolutely yeah. beautiful story. And speaking about redemption, Sam, I want to hear a bit about your story. But if you, want, if you don't mind, could you focus on the redemption in your family? I feel like, yes. especially this yes. year, dude, mm -hmm. that God is moving and restoring families, and I'm seeing it all over. I'm seeing it everywhere. Yes. So yes. if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about that. Awesome, awesome. So unlike Scotty, I was raised in church. I grew up in church. I was drilled with the Bible. I grew up in a Christian school. My father was the assistant pastor of that church. And, you know, darkness came into my family's life when my father cheated on my mother with the youth pastor of our church, and it took my family down a road of darkness. Uh, my father introduced to me selling drugs at the age of 15, and that led to me and my father being addicted to drugs and my father and mother splitting up. And I remember I got to this place in life where I was in so much darkness and so depressed that I just fell on my knees, and I just remember crying out to God, God, if you're real, please restore my family. Please restore my family. Mm. And it's crazy, you know, I prayed this prayer for three years straight without giving up. You know, First Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. Yeah. And I did that. And I wake up one morning and I walk into my living room and my mother and father is sitting on the couch. And it, I was so surprised because I haven't seen or talked to my mother in three years. And I'm like, Mom, what are you doing here? And my dad just starts crying, and he's just like, son, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the path I took you down. I'm sorry for all of the bad things that I introduced to you. That wasn't me. That was the devil trying to come and kill, steal, and destroy. And 
He said, son, I'm giving my life back to God. I'm laying my life back down. I'm going to serve Jesus. And me and your mother's getting back together. <laughs> and I'm just like mind blown. And, you know, it was like God just waking me up like I'm real. I'm real. <laughs> and, you know, wow. I still battled with a di- drug addiction. And I couldn't quite seem to, you know, give it up. And I was invited to a church service by my mother and my father. And at first, you know, I said no. And they bribed me into going to this church service. <laughs> they told me they'll buy me a pair of shoes, and that got me to go to this church service, you know. Uh, I need to become a bit in negotiator. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's all, that, that's all it took was, hey, son, I'll buy you a pair of shoes, and I was up and ready. And um, so I get to the church service, and I'm actually at the church service high off pain pills and marijuana. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to stay awake during this service, and they began to sing a song. And in the song it said, I've seen you move. You move the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. And this feeling came over my body that I've never felt before. I've never felt this feeling, and it felt better than any drug I've ever did, any alcohol I've ever drank, any girl that was ever lying in my bed. And I knew right then and there that it was God. (laughs) And the high, I walked in there high, and I left with the most high. You know, I got up and I ran down to the altar and they began to pray for me and just chains of addiction and loss of identity and perversion and depression and anxiety was just broken off of my life within an instant. You know, I have this little saying, God turned my mess into a message for his glory. That's so yeah. Good. And yeah. And not only that, like, and I, and I heard that you guys shared it earlier that you and your dad used to deal drugs and now. Yes. Um, so at the very beginning, there wasn't a drug addiction. It was drug dealing. And at the age of 15, for my actually at my birthday party, I hopped into the car with my father, and that's when he introduced to me cocaine mm-hmm. and marijuana. <laughs> and he told me that, son, you don't know this, but this whole time you've grown up in a family of crime organization. And, wow. and that means so half of my family was drug dealers and the other half was law enforcement and mayors and, you know, <clears throat> politics. Side. Wow. So I grew up in a family that was just organized crime that we sold, you know, hardcore drugs was connected to the cartels. And, you know, that was the beginning of the darkness. Yeah. And then we became our best customers and lost everything. Wow. Hmm. And God turned that around. And now (laughs) now you travel the world sharing Jesus. Travel the world, you know, sharing the the restoration power of Jesus, the healing power of Jesus, the delivering power of Jesus. And my life's been forever changed. I'm now a year and nine months delivered and set free from all of my bondages, you know, that was holding me down. That's beautiful. Absolutely incredible. Well, thank you so much. That's all the time we have for today, but it's been an absolute honor. We love you guys and we can't wait to have you back on the show. All right. Guys, thank you for listening. Once again, we are the next. We're here to inspire, equip, and expand the kingdom of God.